Hello and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. So Dan, a very special show. Um, we were out this week. Uh, out, out, as uh, they might say. We hit the road and we went the whole way down to Lockery. Um, and access for all uh, and a fantastic boat trip. Absolutely. It was it was great fun. It was our uh, our first out out as you say excursion since the uh since the pandemic so it was brilliant yeah pretty much actually then it's it was probably the first time we've actually met up i think as well since um that wasn't across zoom yeah it was kind of a bit of an adjustment but it was it was yeah actually that was a little weird and i didn't realize it until i kind of just said it there actually yeah that was the first time we actually did meet since the pandemic great to see you Huge, huge significance uh, all around. But uh, more significant, the whole trip in itself actually is, um, I suppose, it wasn't just a trip in a bus this time, or a trip in the dart. Mm. I got to drive the Dan Mobile. You did. Key, keys were handed over. Um, I have to say, I uh, had a sleepless night the night before um, we were going on this trip. I, I was, uh, for some strange, I, and I don't know why, but I was full of... Not dread, but trepidation. And I've, I'm not even sure why, um, but it was a strange feeling, I can tell you. Maybe driving a car that you hadn't driven before? Drive yeah, no, no, that, that, it... didn't, that didn't bother me. And I didn't realise actually till I got there that it was an automatic. Yes, which... that, that's my mistake. Apologies. No, no, why would, Dan, why would you uh, have to consider it the fact that it's an automatic? Uh, thankfully, I could drive an automatic. It had been a while since I've been in one. But um, no, I just think the fact that we were out, out, and we we're going to be a long way from uh, any grown-ups, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, yeah, because I think from my point of view, if anything went wrong, I just, I was kind of going, whoa, what the hell am I going to do here? But uh, as a learning, uh, yeah, you know, what What the hell was I worried about? Absolutely. I, I think uh, you handled it perfectly. Thank, thanks very much. Dan. Yeah. Uh, God, I'd love to you know, uh, attached a heart rate monitor to me. Uh, <laughs> just, it would have been just so much fun. I, I was just going to say, I, I think the, the first uh, five minutes of, of driving were... Oh, listen, let's, were not little... get to the, let's not get to the driving bit first, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, yeah, I think uh, quite a bit of planning went into this, you know, and I got the pre-flight tre- checklist from uh, the controller uh, before I even got into the car. So we had the whole... How do we lock Dan into the back of the car? Okay, so ramp down. Yeah, pull the handle. Yeah, good start. Push button. No, 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 you can stick the... Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, you see, I was listening. So connect to that. Okay, this is going well. Absolutely. That's a great start. Okay, onto that. Okay, what happens now? Dan uh, drives forward. Yeah. Have you got that on the same spot? Yeah. Uh, yes, they're both hooked up to the same thing. Okay. Well, not the same thing, but the same thing on the other side. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. One second now, and I find these two things. Um, I try and ratchet these. 
Okay, so that goes onto that. This goes in there. And you tighten that. Whoever said this was easy. Now we know Dan, if we get this wrong, yeah. you're going to turn into a pancake. No, I'll turn into a pancake. You'll turn into a flying object. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seatbelt. Seatbelt. Yeah. So. Get out. Just this top one. Top one. Yeah. Happy enough? All good. Okay, that's a pretty good start, Dad. Okay, ramp up. Uh -huh. Again, something I've never done, uh, which was um, a kind of an interesting experience. So it was all the catches, lifts, ramps, um, connection points, which are so important. Uh, yeah. I think you have to realize, I suppose, the point of view, what you're saying, your wheelchair weighs. 194 kilos. Yeah. So uh, in the event of uh, stopping hard, which we get to, uh, you know, heavy braking, the last thing you want is 100 something plus than kilograms uh, being released from the back of the car. And uh, yes. they're coming through the driver or straight out through the window. Um, I think that would have been kind of ca catastrophic. So I, I think you, I think you were saying that you, you'd be say, you'd be waving goodbye to me as I went through the windscreen. Probably, the yeah. If if I was fortunate that you missed me, but I don't think you would. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. But automatic car, definitely. I think we did have that kind of first five minutes, as you referenced. Thanks very much for bringing it up. Um, <laughs> where I'm not even sure I was driving the car when we came out of the driveway. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, dial was somewhere between uh, neutral and drive, um, and it was saying one thing but doing something else. But once we got going, it was fine, and straight lines were brilliant, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that, that's what I was gonna say. The, the first five minutes were, were a bit shaky, but I think after that, it was it was, it was deadly sailing. Yeah, out onto the M50, down the M4, happy days, no traffic lights. Um, mm. Okay, we did have to take one detour down the M50 because we were chatting too much and not listening to the sat nav. Um, and we missed the turn. Yeah. But that was fine. You know, that only added about eight minutes to the journey. But yeah, no, all, all very good. Uh, packed lunches somebody had and somebody forgot theirs, but that's okay. And he didn't bring his tea either. So uh, he was a little bit cranky, the driver. But um, yeah, uh, about an hour and 45, hour and 50 minutes down, Dan. Round about that, yeah. Yeah, weather was a bit muck. Uh, bit of rain. I can almost see why Centre Parks built their uh, outdoor thing down there in Mullingar as well. It certainly wasn't for the weather, but it could have been for the road into it then. Possibly. Possibly, because I think uh, it was uh, I would say bouncier or, or it had more humps than Coo Cullen. The, <laughs> the, the, the Coo Cullen uh, roller coaster out in um, Tato Park. Uh, I, I oh my god! I thought at one stage I didn't know whether I was hungry or seasick. <laughs> it just seemed to go up and down and up and down. Oh. And let's just say I was glad I was tied down as well because you were kind of going 
between going up and down so many times. Yeah, I thought you were going to say I was going fast. I wasn't. Uh, I was maintaining the speed limit at all times. Guard. You were. You weren't. I was maintaining the speed limit at all times. Guard. No, no, yeah, yes, yeah. Anybody's no. listening, okay? <laughs> My God, yeah, but no, you you weren't going fast. As well, I no, saying. I wasn't. But you know, I would urge um you to send any speeding fines briskly if they arrive in through your front door uh, straight onto me for the day. But there won't be. They're, 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 if there's any speeding fines that, that go between us, Tara, that would be that would be my responsibility because I'm the one that always goes way too fast. For yeah, road. yeah, but you weren't driving then. <laughs> so actually, right. So we got there. Very fortunate that it's just off the road. Parking is grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, very important, obviously, uh, if you're going to be arriving in a wheelchair uh, or with a mobility issue. And then uh, there it was. The boat was just arriving actually back from its trip uh, when we got there. Yeah, fair play to them. They actually had uh, it all set up for us. They, yeah, pretty they, much. Like, yeah, they, it didn't come as a surprise to anybody when we forced the microphone into their face. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we had some some very willing contributors, which was... Our first two contributors, Dan, were John and Noel, uh, fellow passengers on the boat, and uh, they were both wheelchair users. Hello, my name is uh, John. I'm from Port Leash. And um, here on the Shannon today, enjoying the experience. And John, how did you find out about Lockery Access Pro? Is it through a friend of mine, um, Gary Cullerton, who has a friend that um, was able to is involved in this organisation that runs this boat, and uh, he told me about it, and he asked me would I be interested in it when I heard about the experience. I said this is a perfect day trip. Absolutely, and what what was your favourite part of the experience be? Well, for people that are wheelchair bound, the experience of getting onto a a motorised boat or any kind of a boat to get out on a lake and a river is a very seldom uh, experience. So to get a chance to do this, um, it, it was fantastic. The whole boat design... The concepts, um, it's a, a great project and I wish it the best of luck because uh, I can see the, there's f- fantastic potential. And the being on the boat uh, and um, with some of my friends, it's been, that's been the par- best part. Absolutely, kind of taking it away from, I suppose you mentioned about isolation and things like that, you know, getting out in, in a situation like this, it kind of takes that away for you, would that be... Certainly, um, getting away from isolation is a, a huge part of the experience because the last year and a half for me has been very rough and uh, I've had health issues, but I've also b- haven't been working since the 27th of March 2020 and can't see me being back by the end of September. But, you know, spending a lot of time at the kitchen table is not nice and uh, being an active disabled person uh, all my life to be suddenly told you're not working and you're not going anywhere uh, it's even though I I have a, a pretty strong uh, mental capability um, it has been very tough and you mentioned that do you think this experience then uh, kind of challenges the stereotypes that might be present about people with disabilities in society you know that they are isolated and and offers them experiences to show otherwise 
Well, being disabled, uh, your options are, are more limited. So projects like this to increase the experiences of disabled people has to be welcomed. And um, certainly it's stereotypical of uh, being disabled, of um, options being, being limited. So experience like this is certainly one that every disabled people uh, person should try out. It's really fun. But you mentioned there just about uh, not working. Um, it's, a, it's a discussion Dan and I have an awful lot about um, say disability and how th- there, was, there was the possibility that COVID would have leveled the playing field a little bit for people with a disability. Um, that everybody else is now living the life of a disabled person. Mm-hmm. That seems to have kind of backfired on you a little bit with not being able to work. It certainly has um, been a disabled person uh, being able to work and have worked for the last 40 years. I've uh, been uh, not being able to work has limited my life so much so because uh, for me, work and sports were two major factors in my life that made it possible for me to be out there enjoying life, experiencing life, circulating with mostly able-bodied people all the time. And it made things fairly normal for me. So by being not employed at the the moment, but as I say, still an employee of a company that um, when the next lift as regarding people going back to offices and uh, more freedom will, because of the trade I'm in, uh, is badly affected by the shutdown. I'm in the uh, office machines business, high volume printers, scanners. Now, with most people not back in offices, uh, those machines are sitting idle and a lot of the income our company would generate is through the use of those machines. Every time a scan or a print or a copy is on those machines, it's what pays my wages. So those machines are, are in apart from the HSE, the obviously the schools were a major factor where the high, the high volume of uh, print, uh, printing is done. Um, for most of the year, very little has been printed on those machines. So uh, that that's where where the problem is with me. And you mentioned sport as well, John. What was your thing? I've done many sports over the years, including uh, marathons back in the eighties and uh, wheelchair rugby in the in the 90s and uh, also involved in um, table tennis and table tennis was my sport for 20 years uh, with on the Irish panel so I traveled a lot of Europe and America on the Irish team and uh, with marginal success but certainly I uh, have a competitive uh, spirit and uh, was in like to be involved uh, in sports, it's a sport of all sorts. Obviously, the Olympics that we're after experience and the Paralympics looking forward to, and uh, but uh, enjoyed all those and still play the table tennis. Lovely. And the Paralympics, you'll be tuning in. Yes, uh, one of my uh, projects, the, the our only uh, wheelchair uh, table tennis player, Colin Judge, will be taking part next week, and uh, I was. Uh, involved with some of his development I'd like I, I'd have it to say and uh, also travel as coach with him to some of the internationals over the last number of years so I wish uh, Colin 
the best of luck next week and uh, you know the realisation of a dream for him Give us your marks 0-10 then for the experience in the Shannon today I'm not sure I'll have to say it's 10 out of 10 Hi I'm Noel Murphy and I'm wheelchair user for over 30 years. How have you found the experience so far? Absolutely brilliant. I've never been on a boat even or on the waters before. Not a big lover of water but really enjoyed today. So do you think it's changed your opinion of of water in general or or do you think you still need a little bit of convincing? Oh it has changed my views completely. I, I just thought it would be boring but I think the fact of being with friends as well, it helps. You have a chat and a bit of banter and that passes the time as well as being on the water. You nearly forget about it. So, Absolutely. And and John was talking there about kind of the the isolation that in, in some aspects that he's, he's felt over the past year or so. Would, would that be similar for, for somebody like yourself? No, sorry to say, just we, we had moved house a couple of months before lockdown. Uh, we moved from Leash to, to Moat in Westmead. And we had a lot of uh, house repairs and getting it into shape. So that's what passed most of the lockdown for myself and, and my wife. Uh, we were kept busy with painting and you name it, so the lockdown didn't affect me maybe as much as if I wasn't after moving house. Brilliant, brilliant. And how did you find uh, the kind of renovation process on on the house? Was it was it difficult in terms of getting what you needed? No, not really. Uh, we just employed a good builder and we hadn't that much to do. It was a bungalow, so we had no real issues. So just to widen a couple of doors and a ramp and an ensuite and that was it but the, a lot of small jobs we done ourselves the two of us we done the painting and all the rest so that, that kept us busy enough i've experienced the wide doors myself still taking chunks out of them that happens to us all from time to time i see a few a few door frames now that are in need of touching up again <laughs> Luckily for us, I suppose, there's plenty of space on the boat, so we, we can't knock it over. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a ring's wide enough and it's, it's very accessible, which is is very unusual places you go now to just finding somewhere that's really accessible. There are half-hearted bits of ramps and it's called wheelchair accessible, but it's not really. But this surely is. So Dan and I are down from Dublin, um, and I suppose we, we generally we would see uh, a lot of these, the issues issues with disability from a kind of a, a very narrow view, um, from very Dublin centric view. So we'd be giving out buses and access and the dart and having to ring ahead to get get a wheelchair on the dart and stuff like that. What are the the, the sort of major issues down the country? Well, I was on a train the first time in thirty five years about two years ago, um, and I thought it was a great experience, but like that, you had to ring ahead, get someone with a ramp to be there, portable ramp. The same then, where you're getting off, you have to make sure that there's a ramp there to get off it. And on one occasion, that didn't happen. I had to go to the next train station and get a taxi because the ramp couldn't be found or located 
for me to get up in Port Arrington, I had to go to Port Leach. Not a terribly dissimilar uh, experience that, that we've had ourselves. We went on a dart one day just to, because I have a new process yeah. like that. Ring ahead, Nadi La, we were there. Nobody else was. Uh, yeah, so we have... Um, experience, uh, yeah, we've experienced that, uh, definitely. Are there many lift issues, actually, along the line? Um, no, most hotels now and, and accommodation and that would have proper lifts and access. The only issue I have recently is they got new mattresses and they are absolutely impossible to get into bed. You might you might do it early in the day, but at night, after a couple of drinks. Uh, are, are we talking because they're too high? Yes. Yeah. In most hotels, whatever, these new mattress toppers to put on top of the bed, which the bed was probably okay before then, but then they raised it, and it's, it's really an issue we've had in a few places. Uh, that the, the bed's just literally too high. Again, something that okay. we, you know, when we talk about access, it's it's yeah. not just access for, you know, people in wheelchairs and stuff like that, but it's yeah. access for absolutely everybody. Everybody. I think that's something that we, we've noticed through the course of the process is that for, pe for people with disabilities, it's that, like, so many of these, I suppose, fixes in air quotes are so ridiculously simple but yet, they're made out to be like this massive Rubik's cube that nobody could solve. Is that is that something that you found as well? Or? Yeah, and like the the point, the effort to have lifts and ramps and wide doors, and then to have just maybe a child or a bathroom that the door opens the wrong way. Simple fix would be just to hang the door the other way that it would open out. It's lack of consultation, I'd say, with wheelchair users and you can't compare all the wheelchair users you know everyone is different Dan might need something that I don't and I might need something that Dan doesn't so it's just lack of consultation I'd say is the big thing. When you look at, uh, at a project like this um, is it evident to you that there has been consultation with wheelchair users on it? Oh I definitely say it had to be well planned out in Tahoe because it's accessible we'd say I'm a paraplegic Garrett's a quadriplegic and like we just seem to it fits it fits everyone you know and we get your uh, stars out of 10 then oh my god it, it'd have to be a 10 out of 10 or, or more if I could give it uh, interesting commentary there, Dan, from the two lads. Uh, very articulate as well, I have to say, about, um, you know, a lot more there than just a, a lovely trip in a boat. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's it's interesting that, like, so often we've kind of spoken about the isolation that comes with, with COVID and, and things like that, but it's not necessarily always the case. I, I think with, with Noel, he, he managed to, keep himself busy quite quite a lot which is good yeah pretty much he had a lot to do uh moving house is never easy um yeah and lots of building work and painting and decorating and stuff like that um but then again on the other hand then for for john it was a completely different 
um, experience, I suppose, being that much involved socially um, and having, you know, that that sort of connections taken away from you and not being able to go to work and not having mm. that, that that social aspect of it. I mean, that's I think that's kind of got to be the bigger end of it. Yeah, and it's not just something that like able-bodied people face. Like, and then if if you think about it from a person with disability, that that feeling is kind of exaggerated. Yeah, um, but sorry, and, and an important thing that probably didn't come across on, on through the interviews as well is like that it's tough for me traveling with a celebrity, you know. And it's like, oh, you're Dan Airy of first dates, you know. It's like everybody fucking knows Dan. <laughs> You know, <laughs> to yeah. be honest, uh, to be honest, I was uh, I was quite surprised that it's 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 lasted, shall we say? So that's well, I I think you can't really uh, take away from the fact that uh, you know you were on first dates and the significance of it um, from a disability point of view. Mm. You know, so it's obviously it has made an impression somewhere uh, in 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 the wider in the wider world. Uh, so you know that that can't be necessarily um, uh, a kind of a bad thing. Now we missed out a little bit though, Dan, when it came to capturing Kira Maluli. We did. We um, did. We had a quick chat with him. He did come down to say hello. Um, Kira Kira Maluli, uh, who is the retired uh, RT Midlands correspondent, um, what a fantastic voice! God, I'd love to. I'd love to have gotten him on it, but he was he was flying. Absolutely, I I, th- I think it's is what you what you said when we when we were chatting. You you were like twenty seven years of reporting and kind of thing. It's one of those things that when when you see a microphone, it's probably the last thing you wanted to yeah <laughs> you wanted to see. <laughs> I'm sure it is, but it was it was great for him to go. Well, I was I was well impressed for him to come down and just say hello to us. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And um, I I think we'll, we'll we'll chat more about it later on, but I think. It's great to have that kind of backing. Backing that. Sure, didn't the man have his hair cut off uh, fundraising for the whole thing? Mm. You know, him and 10, other, 10 others, uh, you know, raising. And, and and this is a huge thing. And I, I know we're going to spend a little time talking about it later on. But the fundraising that goes into getting this boat on the water um, uh, and sort of, you know, the dedication of the staff, which I suppose, uh, do you know what? Listen, uh, we, we did have a chance to talk to... Uh, one of the skippers, and there are quite a few skippers actually, because I think they have two. They have to have two skippers on the boat. Um, yeah, I think for for safety reasons and and other things. Yeah, pretty much because I suppose uh, we can't kind of uh, not reference the uniqueness of this boat. There isn't another one in the UK and Ireland nope. of its type that's registered uh, to do the job that it does. And I suppose you know what we haven't even said that. Then this is access for all. Absolutely. So this is a simple fact that you can come along with your wheelchair and you can roll or drive your wheelchair straight onto the boat. Yep. Which is now, yeah, in our chat coming down in the car, actually, we, we were talking about a trip that I had taken on a boat. No, we're not going to mention what it was. Um, And we did have a little debate over you were kind of going, I'm, I'm asking you, but I know probably in my head what the answer was. And you said to me, what would have been, would that particular trip have been access, accessible for a wheelchair? Uh, and I went, no. And then we had a chat about kind of why do you have to call it lockery access for all? And I think that kind of answered its own question. Mm. And it's it's something we bang on about a little bit, probably a little bit too much at, at times is if it's access for a guy in a wheelchair or somebody with additional needs, it's access for everybody. Absolutely. 
and that is one of the, the, the lovely things about this boat. It's adaptable. I think they said, how many wheelchairs could it get on? Like eight wheelchairs? Uh, yeah, I do. As far as I can remember, I think they said six passengers and their um, their yeah. system. So, so six or eight, whatever, you know, and that's, yeah. and then the two crew. Uh, and of course, you have to get your, your life jacket on as well, or your life vest on. Um, speaking of staff, we did take the opportunity to um, have a chat with Robert the Skipper. I'm Robert. I'm one of the skippers at uh, Lockery Access for All. I've been here about three weeks. And, uh, originally from Dublin, but moved down to Ruski and got this opportunity to work on this uh, this vessel in the last three weeks. Brilliant stuff, Robert. Thanks for thanks for chatting to us. Um, how did this opportunity come about for you? I I actually saw an advert in the paper, and I was uh, working at sea at the time on ROV survey ships. And I thought the, the opportunity to change onto a shoreside job would be the ideal timing. I was looking for a job and this actually came up as an advertisement on my LinkedIn and took the took the opportunity to apply. The perfect downsize. Went from a 100 metre vessel down to a 30 foot vessel working on the inland waterways of Ireland. What more could be ideal? <laughs> and how have you found the experience so far? As, as I was saying, it's a... It's a, a big downsizing of vessel, but it's working with people on a day-to-day basis, changing different uh, different people every day. You're meeting new faces, new new people, and it's it's actually a a much bigger uh, scope than I thought it was going to be. And just on that, has it kind of opened your eyes, I suppose, to um, the lives of people with disabilities a little bit more or had you experienced that in any way before in my day-to-day life before i had a small interaction with people with different disabilities it has been a bit of an eye-opener not just of the disabilities that people have but actually what they have available to them for outings and general interaction on a day-to-day basis so it has been a an eye-opener in a certain way but it's uh I hope we're making a bit of a difference and it's great to be involved and bring my experience to to the table in this in this vessel and adapting it in going forward and we were we were talking to the lads earlier on about their kind of experience about getting out and being able to experience things like this and the impact that that's had on them have you have you noticed that as well kind of from afar, if you want to call it that, like the, the positive impact that this has had? Pretty much, I've, I've grown up on the water in various different types of boats and everything. And I see how tranquil and how sort of the, the ability of the water to bring everybody together. And it gives them a sort of the same attitude and same sort of grounding and it makes a huge difference to people that they can experience the same things, but it it's actually brings them sort of an accessibility to them that they can they can be on the water, they can be independent and bring it, no matter what the ability or disability people have. And then the being on the water just gives them a, a sense of tranquility. I've definitely seen people as, as they, dis, different disabilities, people with... Um, 
fear of the water as to everything else. You can see people being tense when they step on board or when they come on board and the white knuckles holding on and five minutes on the water, they've relaxed totally. Yesterday, we actually had people that were so relaxed, they were practically falling asleep. And that's what, what it's here for. They've felt so safe and comfortable. Can you tell us a little bit about the boat itself? Yeah, so it's about 30 foot long. It weighs about three tonnes, fully loaded with without anybody on board. It's got uh, twin outboard engines, 150 horsepower per engine, uh, Mercury style. There, um, The boat was built in Estonia and then brought over. Purpose built. The hull is designed on search and rescue vessel made out of aluminium and then we've adapted it so, so it's fully meets our requirements so we have an accessible ramp forward wheelchair tracks that we can strap wheelchairs down and then removable seats so that we can change the orientation and to to match the people we have on board and to maximize the space so that everybody can in, enjoy it and not just be cramped into the the interior just on the strapping wheelchairs down how fast do you reckon we're going to go so maximum speed is on the boat is about 30 knots but we keep it we keep it down to a cruising speed of about eight knots which is about 10 12 miles an hour just so that when we're we can enjoy the scenery and the uh, the smooth transit of the uh, the vessel and keep the the fuel consumption low so its economical speed is about eight nine miles an hour that's okay that's okay i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a speed freak myself <laughs> yeah so if you hear anybody at the back of the boat they run shout go faster go faster uh, i suspect that could be uh, we get all the uh yeah i wouldn't be surprised actually to be honest um you know some of these lads are restricted on their wheelchairs for a reason uh you know that they can't actually for the most part be left out on their own uh, big wide open spaces it's uh it, it, it's it, it's really not good uh how has the season been so far it's been fairly fairly busy we're pretty much running three trips a day seven days a week so it's been non-stop full capacity and then between each sailing we usually have about six to eight people uh plus then the two crew which is what the the mso and the requirements of HSE has asked us to to do for COVID restrictions to to limit the amount of people. We do keep the doors open, so there is a free flow of air, and we're all fully vaccinated. So it's chock a block for the last twelve weeks that we've been fully operational. That's just brilliant, though, because it it shows that, like I suppose, with everything being locked down, we we were just talking about it on the way down the, the fact that we we can do this and that it is available well, but we've seen we've seen the uptake totally that it's there is people coming out and it's all low not just local people from the local area but wider afield all the way from uh monaghan the other day and down to cork previous days so it's, it's a wide range of people that uh, from from ireland but we also had a few americans that were on board a couple of days ago who were visiting the country do you think um given the amount of uptake that you've had do you think there is room for expansion there is uh, there is plans at the moment that we're we're looking at trying to get other boats and funding is being looked at and trying to get different funding from various organizations to try and progress us going forward into different vessels and different uh, different craft well, Skipper, thanks very much for that. We're really looking forward to the trip. Yeah, so Dan, I there, there you go. Uh, there's a man who's made uh, a significant change in his life from um, being out on the sea 
um, skippering survey ships uh, to a completely different lifestyle change. Mm. I, I think, I, as we were saying, I think it's the, the ideal uh, downsize from, you know, um, skippering ships on, on sea to, uh, to a nice little ser- serene trip down, uh, down the River Shannon. Yeah, and he's into it. Absolutely. I think he gets he gets the whole access thing. I think he he gets while you know disability may not be a huge part of his life or, or previous to this. I, I didn't get the impression it was. Uh, he certainly has embraced it and the importance of it, uh, and kind of the, the the significant impact it's making on 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 people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think again, it, it's something that we've mentioned quite a bit. And as you said earlier on, it might be something that we've mentioned a bit too often. But I think it's important about like to have people like this that might not necessarily have firsthand experience of, of disability, but are willing to engage with it and 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 promote uh, something like this and get involved with it. Yeah. So we have no real usable um, audio from the boat itself because it was very windy. Uh, wet well the wet's not going to really uh, affect the recording but we had a lot of waves and stuff like that so there might be there, there, there was you know wasn't a huge one but just let's try and talk through everybody through getting on the boat you mm. know that went really really well straight down a little ramp onto the boat yeah the interesting story about the ramp actually was uh, donated to them yes it was done, and it came. I think came the whole way up from Kerry, um, somewhere in Kerry. Uh, somebody had it online; they were selling it. Um, mm. And then the access for all, uh, luckily access for all, got in contact with them, and that person donated it. You know, so they've gone from being on sale to being donated, and now it's living uh, an absolutely new, fantastic life. I think that's the, that's the power of uh, community spirit, right there. I think just you know sharing resources and and getting things done. Absolutely. So uh, we were lucky the boat wasn't that busy. So we had our choice of uh, our, our pick of locations mm-hmm. on the boat. So on you go, um, safety being the important thing. So you get your, your life vest is uh, given to you and you get to put that on and check and make sure it's, it's on you safely. Obviously, there's no point in uh, falling off the side of the boat. Um, Absolutely not. Can't be having that. No, and you're going one way and your life vest is going the other. So uh, yeah, no. So safety, obviously, it was, it was paramount. But you were also... Locked down onto the deck. Yes. Uh, um, to stop you wandering around. Similar enough to how you would be locked down in a car, but uh, not as extensive, obviously, but um, just kind of um, restraints attached to the back of the chair and and uh, just kind of, they have little, um, so they have little ratchets um, in the floor that attached to that and then you're locked in that way it's yeah pretty so cool. the lovely boat itself actually which is a specific well it wasn't specifically built for this job um but it was adapted um from a boat that's already in existence met over in Tallinn in estonia and widely used apparently by uh, uh sort of police forces and drug enforcement agencies because of its speed maneuverability uh, and it being a really steady kind of platform. Speaking of the steady platform, actually, that that's one thing that I think we should mention is, is the fact that it was incredibly smooth. Yeah. Now we were a little unfortunate, um, having said that, uh, because the weather was 
Uh, while it stayed kind of dry for us, the weather, the, the wind was up and we didn't get a chance to go down to Lockery itself. So we went the other way. So Dan, here we are out in the middle of the Shannon. But I mean, there's a fine pair of engines here chugging away nicely. Um, yeah, weather's cleared up. Uh, I think we've been quite lucky uh, considering the rain we've had on the way down. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's nicely cleared up. Um, not exactly clear skies, but it's dry. So that's always good. Yeah, it's just pointing out a disused power plant there to our left-hand side. Uh, some of the amazing sights you can see here on uh, the River Shannon. Um, but it is, it's nice and calm. Um, we're going the opposite direction apparently because the lake is a bit uh, choppy. So, uh, back to you shortly. And to be honest, I can't tell you whether that was up or down the Shannon, but we headed towards, <laughs> well, I think it was it would have been up. Uh, we headed towards Ruski and uh, Carrick and Shannon itself, uh, that general direction. But we had no issues with rain uh, because we were covered. Uh, Absolutely. Canopy, no... canopy over yeah. the boat. So there was no problems there. Uh, the engines actually weren't that loud, but are just not very forgiving when it comes to recording. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and off we went. I think Robert said it had a top speed of about 30 knots. Yes, uh, he, he, he did mention that earlier on, yeah. Which would be a bang uh, which would be a bang in speed, Dan. I'd love to be able to sit in the back of that and let 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 it rip but we didn't do that obviously <laughs> absolutely yeah no i i i was saying to him that uh i was um i was a bit of a speed freak but sure yeah ah well you know maybe maybe some other time that we can you know slip my fiver under the table uh, <laughs> or under steering wheel um but yeah so off we went no but i think and in saying that like it was incredibly relaxing it was it was just so calm Mm. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. It's not really something that uh, uh, I remember we, we were chatting on the boat, and it's, it's not really something that I would do that often. Uh, like, I know my, my cousin kind of has a, a, a dinghy that we, we, we take out to uh, Bullock Harbour every now and then. Um, but uh, other than that, it's it's kind of not really like it, it'd be something that would be interested in but it wouldn't be something that i would be uh necessarily get the opportunity to do very often and uh there is the opportunity there with lockery access for all which is brilliant I, I yeah thoroughly enjoyed it. so we, we, we had a lovely uh commentary uh up and down shannon uh from robert uh kind of explaining what was going on around us um what we were seeing, you know, the bits and pieces, and uh, there was a, a light rail or light gauge railway that used to be that goes across the Shannon. He said they were hoping to turn that into a walkway. Not him and not him or Locker, not the access for uh, all program, but just in general as a, as a tourist sort of attraction. Um, all the wildlife you kind of expect to see, you know, and some some bloody big cows then. <laughs> yeah, we had some very big cows. Yeah, like they look they look fit and healthy. They did. Um, <laughs> You know, and, uh, yeah, so it was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. You know, so uh, up, up, up one end and then down the other. Absolutely. Um, um he, he did take us into uh, or down towards the neck of Lockery um, on the way back down just to give us an idea of, of where we, yeah, I suppose this is what you could have had. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was nice enough actually, you know, so we went, we went back under the bridge again um, and he had some some sort of, yeah, there was interesting stories about kind of 
the man-made part of what they call the neck uh, going into Lockery um, and how deep it was and there was some bits of historical stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the locals have been told that it wasn't... Actually, I think I think it was the locals have been told that it, w- it was very deep. Yeah, they used to scare their kids, I think. Yeah. To make sure and, they didn't go swimming in it. And in actuality, it, it's like not very deep at all. Which is interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, so then we 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 eventually got back. And I say eventually got back, but it meant that makes us have to go so long. But it wasn't, <laughs> it was just it was you know, I I I I'd almost say it was the right time, the right length of time, you know. There was no yeah. sort of mm, we do yet, we do yet, we do yet. Oh, I wish it was back on dry land. But no, it was lovely. Uh docked again, getting off the boat, no hassle. There was no sort of oh god, are we gonna oh how are we gonna mm, move this? Uh sort of no, you just tooled off and that was it. And then mm. we were very lucky actually to have a chat with Lisa. And Lisa works with uh the Lockery Access for All program and she's one of that kind of had coordinated the, the trip down for us. Yeah, she was the one that we were in contact with initially. Yeah. Um and very kindly agreed to have a chat with us afterwards. My name's Lisa. I started out uh, with Lockery Access for All Boat Trips in September last year, fundraising in the office and watching the lads go out day by day that um, the lads said to me that the crew of skippers said to me that um, we'd like to have you out in the water because I have previous experience by living down the lake myself in Newtown Cashel um, on the southern end of Lockery going towards that loan. And uh, so I jumped at the chance to be out on the water and get out of the office. I'm still part-time in the office and part-time on the boat, and I'm absolutely loving it. Helping people get out there, just experience what everybody deserves to experience. And there's great wildlife, there's great historical info that you can learn on the trips. And we also do fishing trips, um, which would be slightly longer than the hour and a half that you went on today. We we can customise trips for people, maybe two hours, three hours. And we also organise um, fishing reels made by BMW for um, they're motorised for people that have lesser mobility in their arms. Um, so it just it's kind of like a joystick and it's motorised, so it casts out and it reels in, and it also takes depth soundings and uh, what of what's below in the water, what's there, what predators there and what not, what little fishies. And um, we also got local um, experts from the area to note. Uh, the fishing spots of the area where there's uh, great depth up to 17 to 20 feet in areas whereas where where we're sitting in now has about we're at about five foot so out there we went towards Kilnocaro bridge up towards Tarman Barry direction uh, there'd be yeah up on 20 feet out there in some spots great pike and trout and bream and tench to be found the route we went on today that that's a particular is, is there a different variety of routes that you can go on or is it there's up towards Tarman Barry which is North Longford entering into Roscommon then we have the 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 lock of Lockery it's the fifth largest in Ireland if I'm correct now and um and along the way you have Quaker Island it is in its Clehron by its right name that's inch and then CL E-R-I-U-N, and it's named after uh, Queen Maeve's, uh, Queen Maeve of Connacht's sister. She was Chlorine or Clehra, 
So they named it Inch Tleron, and it was founded by St. Germid. And there are seven churches on the island, which is so cool. It just doesn't have a docking area at the moment, which we're planning on doing for tours of the island. There's seven churches, and it was founded by St. Uh, Germid. He was mentored by St. Ciaran of Clonmacnoise, which is further down the river. But we don't go down that far. That's where that's that, that's that lone direction. So it gets a bit choppy out there today now. So we we decided to go up the Kilnacaro Tarman Barry direction for a more comfortable ride. <laughs> Janie, I'm getting the I'm getting the history lesson as well as <laughs> everything else. This is brilliant. How did this project come about? It came about roughly five years ago. My captain, Mr. Alan Broderick, um, he got together with Mr. Kieran Malouli. And Alan would have not, with his knowledge of fishing and uh, renting boats, he rents a boat. He has a boat company in Mullingar, in Westmead. Him with his knowledge of boats and Kieran with his contacts in the media world, he got together and they got together. They met at a fishing competition. Actually, that's what it was out here in Bally League because Kieran ran these fishing competitions. There's actually the Pike Classic on this uh, September, and it's the first. Uh, time a disabled person a wheelchair user is allowed to enter it like because we're this boat is here for them now we were facilitating it so um yes yeah, so alan just always wanted to get everyone out on the water and um i've gotten that passion off him and will continue he's 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 mentor on me, me mentoring me to be um skipper and i i'm just i'm loving it at the moment yeah i think that couldn't be learning off better people at the moment yeah and I'm sure we'll get to you'll get to talk to Alan someday as well unfortunately he's not here today well we, we were lucky to meet Kieran this morning actually uh, he, he dropped in a pedestal visit we didn't get we didn't we weren't quick enough to catch him uh, to get him to get him on the mic um, I know he was busy and he had other places to be um, but I'd imagine having his sort of support is it has been kind of very important for the project oh definitely most definitely yeah yeah he um he actually got us all trained up last year and in a way the 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 restrictions last year that were, we were meant to open we got the boat last august so with the restrictions we didn't we were delayed till this may but it allowed us to get our training done and more skippers to be trained up because there has to be two trained skippers on the boat at all times so Kieran is very good friends with um Mr Shane Begley who runs um BIM college in Cork and he was able to get me a place because we're he knew that we were desperate to train up skippers that we need you know we initially were running Monday to Friday and then there was such demand on us that we were, we're working seven days now it's great we're out we're running three sailings 10 o'clock 12 p.m and 2 30 every single day now and it was initially only only going to be monday to friday so kieran has helped us all with his with his contacts get get trained up as quick as possible like because it's very hard there's a lot of modules to do for the course to be trained up on it because you know you're responsible for so for lives i know it's only the lake but to do the, tra the training that we done we trained out in the sea bantry bay up in Donegal as well, up in Killy Beggs. It was great crack and getting the whole experience and then coming back to the lake and applying that there was really fun. Does that make it easier then when you, I suppose, train out, I suppose, in the sea and then come back to um, where we are now? Does that make it kind of easier for you to kind of apply what you've learned then? Or Yeah, definitely. It gives me, um, it gave me the experience all right. I won't say it's harder or easier, just different. The sea is very different from the Shannon. The lads told me that before I went to practice on the sea. I won't say it's harder and I won't say it's easier, just very different. You have your waves, you see, in your current out there, whereas you just have your 
your flow here up upstream and downstream it is quite relaxed but you still have to watch the flow as well as you can see the wind is taking us that way and you know it's, it's also coming down here the flow is coming in so when it's when you're parking here it's quite it's quite treacherous you need the skill and you've seen the lads there that could do it with their baby finger not a bother on them it's a very cool boat though isn't it lads it, it, it is an absolutely it's, it's a gem of a boat um what are the plans for the future plans for the future are electric boat now next which are accessible for fishing because this is good for fishing yeah, but it's kind of it's a fishing boat would would normally be more open. So that's our plans now. Next is uh, the to just design this when we're looking for feedback. So it'd be great to um, to get to get anyone's feedback on it. Um, and then next after that, we're going to, we're hoping to get a barge for tours, and that will fund keep us funding here at Lockery Access for All on our accessible boat. It's just so great to to see something like this and to see it in action because so often we talk about it it's like opportunities for for people like ourselves to to get out and so it's just, it's brilliant it's been absolutely incredible and, and you mentioned there about the the training that you you have to go through D does that involve kind of training around around chairs and different people's needs or, or is it kind of just a kind of a a blanket survival and for skippering but um, we have been working from the start closely with wheelchair users and we work off the the advice and info that people give us like you know you, we know you could ring us up and say you know that would be good for the boat or this would be good for the boat and we, we'd be like oh, thanks Dan that's great noted you know we've been working with uh, Mr James Cawley from ILMI he's a policy officer with them he's been with us from the start and um, at least um, nine or ten other people that um, just look just have been with us from the start and they've been on our the the ad for the national lottery which um, they have been a great great benefit to our funding um, we were on their ad recently as well and um, you'll see all our spokespeople there they we had great crack we had two full days of filming and um, day of catering they really looked after us well and then that um, was a result of us winning the good national lottery good causes awards 2021 for the health and well-being category so yeah it was it was very very nice to be recognized and that that got the word out about us all around the country and we've been having um, people coming from every county now I can't name a county that hasn't experienced a, a trip on Lockery. <laughs> okay Lisa thanks very much for having us today it's been uh, it's been an absolutely eye-opening experience uh, for me anyway definitely um, and just such a wonderful day. Oh thanks very much Dan and Dara it was great to have you. <laughs> Interesting Dan uh, I think there's you know I think the dedication there is uh, you, you could you could lap that up really um, mm. just the pure just wanting to do I think I'm not sure whether we captured it there at the start, but one of the things she said, no one gets left behind. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is significant. It's like, it, it's, it, it's, if you, yeah, it's, it, it's for everyone. I, I think it's a case of like, a lot of people say it as like a kind of throwaway comment, but I think this is kind of that in action. Yeah. And it, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It is. It's, it, it's astonishing. And I would urge anybody, uh, no matter what, uh, if I'm going to say it, able-bodied or disabled, if you want, book in. 
you know, like Absolutely. they're saying, they're saying they're getting people from all over the country, uh, and that I would say they deserve it. Um, it's just so, 100%. it's just so simple though. It's just so relaxing. It's just so hassle free. Now I've been on a lot of different boat trips, and you know, this this I'd almost say it was one of my favorites. I, I I would agree with that one hundred percent. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So let me the pack up then and head home because time is never our friend. I I would say. No, and us being media students, uh, we we are very to the to the second. Yeah, pretty much we ate up all the time, you know. Uh, but that was good, and yeah, so a very uneventful trip coming back. Uh, thankfully, again in straight lines, Dara has no problems. It's just stopping uh, and reversing. Not good. Better than you. Better than you think, though. I think. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely. But it's just yeah, no, straight lines good. That uh, yeah, stopping, reversing. Uh, wouldn't be a big fan. They have also, sorry, and I think it's something that's important is this is um, the, the, the lottery access for all uh, boat and the fact that they want to try and get another boat on the water. Um, and Lisa kind of said it there about an electric boat and then about the fishing uh, that they're trying to get uh, the, the fishing trips that they do. Um, so, you know, they do have a GoFundMe um if you have uh some money lying around um and you would like to put it to a really good cause uh i could highly recommend this one 100 percent. i i couldn't agree with you more so dan i think uh that's probably be a, a fairly good uh place to leave it uh it was a fantastic trip i have to say thanks very much for um letting me out thank you and thank you to uh to Lockery for having us it was an absolute pleasure to to meet you guys and, and and work with you for for the day and here's to many more trips like it in the future absolutely this has been Dan Adara on Dublin South FM I have been Dara McNicholas and I'm Dan Airy and we'll talk to you very soon